What's up, world? It's Kelly Renee Hall. And, well, super weird to think about the fact that I'm going to have to say Kelly Renee Sabraki soon, counting down the days, 353 to be exact, before I'm marching down that aisle and I get to see Austin in a sweet little tux. It's going to be great. Um, But today's episode, I'm talking really about why I'm excited to be getting married at 30. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I'll be getting married at 29, but, you know, almost 30. Why I'm glad I didn't get married at 21 or 22. And honestly, why I'm glad I was single for most of my 20s. You know, I feel like when we're in college, we're like, oh, getting married after college is super routine. And for me, coming from the Naval Academy, it was very routine to get married right away. Typically, you, you know, you go through college, you go through school. Specifically, I'm going to talk about the Naval Academy because that's where I went. But you date people, you fall in love, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, you're like, well, I'd be a jerk if I didn't get married to you right after college because I dated you for four years. Or for the military, you you really like need to be married to get stationed near each other. Because the military doesn't really recognize, well, actually, they don't recognize like a girlfriend or a fiance on paper. I don't really care. On paper, you're still considered single. So if you're married and you're coming out of the Naval Academy, then you have a high likelihood of ending up together. So more often than not, most of those couples who have dated all through college or their senior year or whatever, they end up walking down the aisle at the age of 21 or 22 and trotting into the sunset later. So in this episode, I'm going to get into a little bit about why I'm happy things went the way that they did. Granted, I know I'm biased. It's my life. However, this has come from lots of self-reflection, lots of prayers, lots of journaling, lots of uh, confiding in others, but ultimately lots of decisions. And these decisions led me to stay single, set my standards, create independence, build a career, all of these things which eventually led to Austin. And I met Austin when I was 26. He was 25. And then, you know, we got really serious when I was around 27. We got engaged when I was 28. And then I'm going to be getting married at 29. So, you know, later 20s, obviously things started changing for me. And I started settling down, if you can say settling down. I feel like I've had more addresses than most people have in their late 20s, um, but settling down. And with that, I learned a lot before him. And I'm so glad I did because it's really helped prepare me as a person before I ever stepped into marriage. And everyone has their own path. Like, I'm going to preface this episode with that. You know, if you're in college, you have your college sweetheart, you're getting married after college, it's not to say there's anything wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know a lot of couples, some of my closest family friends who've been married for 40 years and they got married at the age of 22. Like, absolutely possible, feasible, all of that. But I'm explaining from my point of view, and for all of you who are single out there in your 20s and you're feeling discouraged by life, you're like, oh, I haven't met the one. You know, I'm, I'm nearing 30 or I'm in my early 30s. What the heck? I'm upset. This isn't the way that I'm supposed to go. Where you're watching these 20 somethings get engaged and married. Or maybe you thought you were going to marry your college sweetheart. Yeah, been there. I'm going to explain a little bit from my perspective about why I'm glad 
things went differently. And by differently, I mean exactly how they were supposed to go because God always has a plan, but I definitely thought it was going to go different. And I'm so happy (laughs) that they went the way they had these last 10 years of my life. I mean, I can't believe in in about a year I'm going to be closing out my 20s and I just am sitting on this throne of knowledge, but really I'm just sitting on a throne of perspective. So take everything I have to say with a grain of salt. You don't have to take my advice. You don't have to listen to it. You can pause this episode right here and guess what? No harm, no foul. Tune in next week. You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. But really, here's the first reason why I'm happy I didn't get married at 22 and I stayed single in my 20s. I would say I dated every type of guy there is. I mean, okay, maybe I missed a couple. But I'd say I dated a lot of different guys. A lot. I dated physically, tall, short, athletic, non-athletic. I dated outgoing. I dated shy. I dated um, successful. I dated mama's boys. I dated homebodies. I dated outgoing. I did, like literally all different types. Whether it's a couple dates, six months, a year, three years. I found it to be so interesting to date all types. And I would encourage you to date all types. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a year-long relationship, but I found myself just saying yes to a lot of different people. No, this did not mean I was sleeping with all of them. This meant I was going on dates with them and I was learning about them. And in turn, I was learning what I liked. So to be completely transparent, as I always am on this podcast, I thought I was going to marry my college sweetheart. And, you know, we're at the Naval Academy together. And when you're at the Naval Academy, you kind of just live in this little bubble. And you think you're so old and you had all these life experiences and you're so wise. You're going to be an ensign in the Navy or a second lieutenant in the Marine Corps. And you're like, watch out world. I'm a wealth of knowledge. Well, that translates into your relationship. All of a sudden you think that you're ready for marriage and you think and I say you, I I mean me, I thought I was ready because I was in love and I was happy and I saw him and I was like, he's everything could have ever wanted more. But I mean, how did I really know what I was looking for when I hadn't dated other people? You know, I had had two boyfriends. You know, I learned something from both of those relationships. I I had a high school sweetheart, but I still like, as serious as we were, I still felt this like part, really big part, mind you, but like a part of me that said, there's something here that's not compatible. I felt often like I was questioned for who I was. Like I am very social. We'd get in arguments all the time about me socializing with a ton of other people. Um, It was kind of like that jealousy. Like, you know, he just didn't understand why I needed to talk to everyone out at the bars, for example really like minor superficial thing. But that's just an example of like who I am. I just like like to talk to people and I would go around and I would reconnect with everyone. And 
And he'd just be like, why? Why are you sitting around talking to everyone? Like, why can't you stay, like, next to me? And me not having anyone to compare this to, I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, it's just normal in a relationship for, like, your guy to want you to be close or, you know, not really want his girl to be socializing with everyone and their brother. But deep down, I was like, who I am. You know, I'm a very social, outgoing person. And that actually continued later on in other relationships. And so ultimately through that, I was like, you know, 25, 26. I'm like, I had dated so many different types of guys. And one of the things I found was I'm going to have to find a man who is just like me as far as outgoing. Like, I need a guy who just gets it. Like, he's not questioning me. He's not questioning how social I am. He's not questioning my personality because he's already that way. And that was something I learned from dating multiple types of people was that was just going to have to be what worked because I also dated the quiet types. And again, they just didn't get it. Like they were like, Kel, like, why, why do we go out? Like you get pulled in 15 directions and everybody wants to chat and you have to go say hi to everyone. I'm like, I don't know. Cause I care about people. Like that's just my nature, you know? And if you met my mom, like my mom does the same thing, but I just realized that that was a quality I was going to have to look for. Another thing was I dated so many types of guys from all walks of life. Like some had wealthy backgrounds, some had humble backgrounds, some were self-made, some had financial support from parents, like just all different types. And with that, I found I didn't care about their bank account. At the end of the day, what I cared about was their drive. You know, whether or not they had a million dollars in their checking account I wanted them to be a driven person because I'm a driven person. And, you know, I don't have a million dollars in my bank account, but I work hard and I'm disciplined and I have goals and I'm tenacious. And I wanted someone who was the same way just so we could be teammates in life. And I had guys also who challenged me in that way who, you know, I could tell wanted to get a certain level where they made a certain amount of money, but just kind of like plateau. They didn't really want to keep progressing in life. They didn't really want to keep up uh, with higher education or move up the ladder or, you know, didn't really set goals for themselves physically, mentally, emotionally. And I was like, I can't, I can't be having that in my life. You know, I need someone who's going to push me. So all of these things I'd say, I loved that in my 20s, I dated all types of guys. And women, I would challenge you to assess these relationships you know, whenever I broke things off with someone or maybe they broke things off with me or maybe there wasn't a second date involved or, you know, maybe I dated someone for a year, whatever it was, I would think back to what I liked in that relationship and what I didn't like in that relationship. You know, there were some guys that stung more than others. You know, I really liked them, but at the end of the day, like there were just too many issues or too many fights or too many complications all things in which I wasn't willing to compromise who I am to fit the mold of another man. Out of the question, I was, by the time I was 25, especially definitely by the time I was 26, I knew what I had brought to the table and I knew uh, my confidence and my abilities and you know where I was going in life. I wasn't going to compromise that. I wasn't going to be less of myself, less social, less driven, any of those things to make him feel better or him more comfortable. So he was either going to have to rise to my occasion or exceed past it, embrace it, and like love it. 
And I ultimately, I think that's what helped me fall in love with Austin so fast. I had narrowed down, and, and I know it's super dangerous to have a list, but like I've mentioned before on the podcast, I narrowed down my non-negotiables. And after dating so many types of guys in my 20s, I was like, all right, he has to be driven. He has to be outgoing. He has to be able to hold or carry a room by himself if I'm not around. He has to be family-oriented because I'd gotten in arguments with, you know, guys in the past about how important my family was to me or whatever. Absolutely how to be family-oriented and also how to be God-oriented because, you know, I don't need him spitting out every verse of the Bible at me. I can even hold myself to the same standard, but I needed to understand and tend to get like what faith meant to me and how at the end of the day, I just always have faith. Like I believe in God. So, you know, I may not be teaching Sunday school, but God mattered to me and God was a huge part of my life. So when I met Austin, all of those things made sense. And I'm I'm so happy I waited for the right guy at 26 instead of the wrong guy at 21. It's really, really tough to do that because you want to make those relationships work and you're so excited and you're out of college and you're young and you're new and like, let's get a house together. But your time will come. All those things will come. And so for my ladies out there, my guys out there who are in your late 20s and you're still frustrated, hold on to those non-negotiables. I'm so happy that I did. And now, you know, I'm getting ready to walk down the aisle to a man who I'm more than confident is suited to be a partner for me, you know, that I waited for. Um, So my second thing would be, I loved, I loved living the single life. Like Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex in the City style, single life. I loved that I didn't know how to cook. I loved that I had to make meals for one. I loved that I, I learned the way I like to put my apartment together. I loved that I got to get my own furniture and, you know, have my own organizational style. I loved that my my sh- my shoes outnumbered the produce in my refrigerator. Like, I loved that I just was independent. And I learned how to pay my own bills. I learned how to do my own finances. I learned about you know, all of these independent things of being on my own that so many people skip because they get married so young and they don't want to learn all those things about themselves. They don't even know what their preference is. Like, which side of the bed do you like sleeping on? Or, you know, I mean, I guess maybe you figure that out when you're a kid. But I had a small little bed when I was a kid, so I didn't figure that out. All of these little things that you just grow to be independent and have your way and you know, I don't know, start a retirement fund, like all these things that you and only you are in control of. That independence is something you're still going to bring into your marriage later. And that does not make you dependent. I love that Austin and I are very independent people already. You know, we're a unit together. Together, we're a really independent, hardworking team, but we're not dependent on each other you know, now I travel a lot for work and I'm gone and he's fine. Like he's self-sufficient and he can plan his own things and do his own things and he'll be okay and vice versa. You know, I don't need him to balance a checkbook or him to make sure things are done or whatever it is. Like I can do things myself, but I love that we bring this independent energy to connect as a team. So fall in love with your independence, whether it's, you know, 
cooking, cleaning, balancing checkbook, finances, plans, goals, professions, whatever it is, building that independence yourself and being okay with being by yourself. There were so many Sunday evenings when, I mean, I looked around my apartment and I was like, dang, I'm super single. (laughs) I am really single here watching One Tree Hill in my apartment, ordering sushi for the fourth time this week. And I have no one to really tell my secrets to or my weekend plans or my stories from Saturday night. Like I don't have any of that. And it stung. But again, I held on to that faith and I built that independence and learned to be alone, which also is a really, really good tool to have in your toolbox later as you're building that independence and working toward being ready for a partner. Quick little break as I take a sip from my Clean Simple Eats protein shake. Absolutely delicious. Clean Simple Eats offers a variety of products that are wholesome, nutritional, and offer whatever your body needs, perfect balance of carbs, proteins, and fats. They have meal plans, proteins, collagen, supplements, clean, simple treats, butters, journals, everything you can need and more. And I am obsessed with their protein. Absolutely obsessed. Best I've ever had. I love their mint chocolate chip, peanut butter, brownie fudge. I mean, any flavor you get is absolutely incredible. Check out Clean Simple Eats in my show notes. Use code Kelly Hall at checkout for 15% off. That's Kelly Hall, K-E-L-L-I-E Hall for 15% off. Thanks guys. Go fuel your body with what it needs and enjoy Clean Simple Eats. Another thing I'm so glad when I look back when I was 21 and I thought I was in love and I was going to get married and he strongly suggested that I take a step back from the Navy, that his career would be the one that took the front seat and that my career would take the back seat. Me coming from a semi-traditional background, I was like, hmm, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, you know, eventually if we want to have kids, like you could stay in the military and I'll start following you around and blah, blah, blah. But Later, because I was single, I focused on my career and I focused on my profession and I focused on my path and my goals and my hopes and my dreams. And so by the time I met Austin, I know exactly what I was doing with my career and exactly what I wanted and who I was. And I had built a successful career, which I wouldn't have been able to do had I settled so early on at 21 and thought it was okay to just follow him as he suggested. And I'm grateful, so grateful that, you know, we ended up splitting up because I would have been married and not had everything I have now. You know, I was sent to recruiting and sent to Ohio and fell in love with my job in the Navy which led me to LA, which now led me to Great Lakes and all of these opportunities because I split off from him. And, you know, as I mentioned before, when you're in the military and you're married to someone in the military, they have a contractual obligation to try and station you with each other. I wouldn't have been stationed with him in Ohio. I would have never been sent those orders. I would never have landed in recruiting. I wouldn't have had any of those opportunities that I had. And that all came from taking a step into my own path and not being afraid to do my own thing and establish my own career, my own passions, 
which leads me into the next point, which was I was able to find my passions without the influence of others. You know, I cooked up the idea in my little hotel room by myself to compete in the Miss USA system and do a pageant to make friends. And that, you know, catapulted so many other projects for me, whether it was modeling or this podcast or, you know, my career in recruiting. I've mentioned this before. Competing in pageants helped me in recruiting, which helped me in the Navy. So all of that was done without, you know, the opinions of others. I wasn't subject to having that awkward conversation with my boyfriend and seeing like, oh, are you okay if I compete in a pageant? Because I really don't know. And then lots of women have to deal with like, oh, well, I don't want you to be in a bikini. That's weird. I was single. I was single and I did this and I started all these passions without any outside influence. Some of you are lucky enough to have a crazy supportive boyfriend, you know, in those early years as you're developing. And that's amazing. I wasn't so fortunate. I did not have supportive boyfriends. So I found it to be almost easier being alone, being single, and really just figuring out how I wanted to make a mark in the world. How did I want to spend my time? How did I want to pursue my passions? What did I want to do? What brought me joy? And I didn't have to hear someone say, oh, no, you, you shouldn't do that. Or, oh, no, 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 that's silly. Or, oh, that's dumb. Like, no one said that because I didn't have the peanut gallery. It was just me with my thoughts and my tenacity to want to make myself better. So thank God I was single all those years and I wasn't married and I was able to pursue things I would have never done just because I turned down marriage early on in my life. Now, as I get ready to turn this page and move into married life, you know, I have all of these moments and memories and hobbies and passions that completely came from that time of being alone and independent that I built and made myself self-sufficient. And I'm so grateful for those chapters because I can't ever get them back again. But I know I have pictures on my wall from, you know, Miss USA, Miss Ohio USA, Miss California USA. You can't be married and compete in those systems. There's a lot of other pageants where you can compete and be married. But, you know, that would have been another door that would have been closed and a chapter of my life I wouldn't have even had. You know, one of my, several of my bridesmaids come, came from being in Ohio and being sent there as a single woman or competing in a pageant and doing that because I was single. And um, all of that to say, like, there's nothing wrong with being single in your 20s. And take control. Bring in those reins. You know, take control of your life and dive into all of those things because eventually things will change. Eventually you'll fall in love and you'll have a partner and you'll run things past him and you'll see how he feels about it. And his opinion will really matter. And luckily, if you're dating someone named Austin Zabraki, he will always support me no matter what, which is amazing. But it still matters to me. You know, it still matters if I have his approval or if he likes something. And if he doesn't like something, it would really affect me. I'd probably do it anyways, but it would really affect me knowing that I didn't have his support. So, you know, take advantage of this time now where it's just you who can dive into this whole world of opportunity. And lastly, I feel like you can't really fall in love with someone or fall in love and be ready for something like marriage until you have fallen in love with yourself first. And this isn't a cocky, arrogant thing like, oh my God, I love myself so much. I do love myself. Like, I love, I'm so dang proud of myself. Like pat on the back, Kelly. Boop, boop. I'm really proud of the woman I've become and continue to become 
because I sit here and I think back to all of those experiences and they single-handedly started because I was crazy enough to say yes. And through that built confidence and through that built a personality and a quote brand for myself because I just said yes. And I took the chances and I did all of the things that would never have happened. And I came into this relationship with Austin 1000% secure with who I was, knowing what I brought to the table, knowing my personality, my goals, my hopes, my dreams. And I think in return, that made our relationship much more foundational and ready for something serious. Because I wasn't with him trying to find out what Kelly Hall stood for. I came in knowing what Kelly Hall stood for. came in knowing my values, my non-negotiables, what mattered to me, what my goals and dreams were, you know, what my passions were. And I remember him asking when, and Austin and I were on our first date, I remember him asking me like, so like, what's this pageant thing you have going on? And there was a point in time where I would have been embarrassed because, you know, I know the stigma is there. They're probably judging me or like, what are they thinking? But I was just like, yep, this is what I do. I want to stand up for women in the military, show them we can do both. I want to stand on that stage and represent the Navy. I remember him just sitting across from me and he was kind of like, well, dang, (laughs) like I just had this response ready to go because I knew exactly what I stood for. And I know that he thought that was really attractive, but it's made things so much more cemented in our relationship moving forward because that wasn't a chapter that we really had to figure out with each other. No, we were already secure with ourselves first and we had already fallen in love with ourselves before we fell in love with each other, which is really, really game-changing. So, you know, there's no right or wrong way to go about life, except it is wrong not to love yourself. Don't do that. But there's no like perfect timeline. There's no written book. There's no date. Like you need to be married by this time. There's no deadline. I'm just speaking from my perspective of why I'm glad I did not get married early on. I have traveled. I have taken my career to so many different levels. I dated all kinds of people. I became so established with my passions and my goals, I really cemented those non-negotiables and it made me ready for Austin. And now moving into this next chapter of life, I feel excited. I don't feel like I have boxes that were unchecked or paths that weren't crossed. I feel like I did everything I needed to do to get ready to be a wife and eventually get ready to be a mom. And, you know, someday my kids might be listening to this. Babes, happy you're here. But it all came from your mom going about life, beating her own drum, and figuring out who she was before she ever met dad. So for all of you out there who may misunderstand when the timeline is supposed to be right and when you're ready, you're ready when you know who you are and when you know what you stand for, when you know what you love, when you know that you can't live without those qualities in that person or those non-negotiables, that's when I would say you're ready. So that's all I have for you guys. Quick little podcast, little vulnerability, little transparency, but ultimately why I'm so glad I was single 
for a lot of my 20s, and I'm happy I'm getting married at 29. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys, and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram, and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.